Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ahoy there listeners, it's your captain and your saviour. Thank you for joining me again. Right off the bat, for this episode I must issue a trigger warning as I do touch on sensitive topics and an eating disorder that I experienced. So if that is something that would trigger you, please don't watch this episode or listen to it. Without further ado, as well, we must be welcome to Acast. We've chosen a new distributor, so this is the first episode uploaded with Acast, and we look forward to many more, and growing and working with them in the future times. Also, in this episode, I do mention at the end, uh, episode five will be a Q&A. So if you have any questions, any at all, send them over to the socials, DM them or to the email, which you'll find in the description and on the socials. So do that. Oh, literally any question you like. My favourite colour is yellow, so don't ask that one. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope you enjoy this one because it is, it is a bit of a corker. It's still light-hearted, so, but just keep in mind it is a bit sensitive. So much love to you all. Very grateful for your listeners. So enjoy the episode and stay strong and keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> Welcome to Health Home Truths. Today I'm going to tell you some cautionary tales in order to hopefully warn you. That's what a cautionary tale is. <laughs> yes, and um, I hope you like the set today. We've got Pippin back returning as uh, my co-host. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> got new new plants? No. No. There's nothing new. There's nothing oh, new. You might introduce yourself, Mike. <laughs> okay. Cautionary tales. Well. I've already alluded to many mistakes I've made. Everyone makes a lot of mistakes, I guess. But in hindsight and in retrospect, I think sharing them can be very productive and help anyone who is in the same situation at the same at the, that same point in their life. So I'll begin with this one. I uh, I've always been quite self-conscious about my appearance since I was very young. To my body, my body, even my face as well. I'd avoid mirrors a lot in the past. I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm sure you're thinking, no, you're so handsome. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but no, it happens to everyone. I'm sure everyone has a little bit of the dysmorph. Everyone must. Everyone should. Everyone shouldn't. Everyone should try and work work through it. Because that was a ramble, wasn't it? <laughs> Frick. Explain body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia, what does it mean? Your personal view, your POV of your appearance is swayed warped. one way or the other completely warped and it's funny because with me it changes opposing to my goals when I was younger I was very skinny and I wanted to get bigger so I'd always look smaller and I'd be like, I'm not never big never you never quite hit the the spot and then you know it never really leaves you because after that when I was trying to get lean and trying to get shredded you're never you're so critical you're never lean enough 
or you're, you you could always be a bit better. You're trying to find balance. That's the the key. That's the end goal, really, isn't it? Finding a nice balance between what's going on up here and in your heart and how you feel with yourself. You got to appreciate and love yourself. I've mentioned that before. I think that's so important to keep a, a practice of self love. There's no one else going to do it for you. <laughs> They might say, but number one is the most important. So, body dysmorphia. I was a very skinny Herbert when I was younger. Very skinny. High metabolism. High metabolism, yeah. Because I would eat a lot of food, which is why I had to uh, to try and get muscular and try and get big. Well, first I'll talk about why. It's because the, the, the body standards in the society in the West is, you know, we're exposed to magazines. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Mag- magazines? Magazine? I don't know. Magazines, social media, that's a massive one. YouTube. What else, Meg? Newspapers. Billboards. Billboards. Advertisements. Looking for the perfect body. It's just kind of pushed down our throats. It is. It is. So, and I don't know what drove me to want to be big. I think it make you know, gives you more confidence. But that will never replace true confidence. It'll never replace it. You might be bigger... But I was bigger, and then I had the most uh, social anxiety I've ever had <laughs> at my biggest. They, like, coincided, basically. <laughs> they met, met up, they were like, yes, bro. <laughs> They're good friends, those two. Body dysmorphia and social anxiety. <laughs> they go together like ham and cheese. I'm going to talk about that later. Ham and cheese. And <laughs> So I was driven to get big, and I it clocked early on. You just need to eat a heck load of calories. Which was fairly obvious, so... And obviously you've got to train with adequate stimulation. And I had that under wraps, really. That was good. So I just started caking down the food. How old were you? How old was I? It was after year 11. That's when I was like... 16. Let's go. But it built up gradually over the times. (laughs) Over the times? Over the times. It built up gradually, so it wasn't overnight. But the body of Smurfie was always there, but I didn't go to such length immediately. But then it, it pretty it's, soon... It just simmered away. Wow. Yeah. Thinking back, it does happen quite fast. Yeah. I go from... I literally go from one extreme and I go <laughs> to the other one rapidly with everything, which I'm trying to you know balance out. I've started just eating so much food. I remember one of my signature dishes was... There's these packs of egg noodles from Waitrose. You know the ones? I know the ones. A pack of four. And I would eat... Well, depends if it's a big day or not two but most of the time I'd eat the whole packet three or four but I'd usually just be like whole packet <laughs> i cook it and then I, what would I do i put lur pack in the noodles and a bit of pepper and a bit of bouillon oh. <laughs> so it's like a buttery noodle and then I think if we had cooked chicken or I'd cook chicken so yeah I'd, <laughs> I don't think I had the capabilities to uh, or I just didn't cook chicken myself maybe a couple times I did you would try and then Florence would take over. If Florence, my elder sister, oh my God. Excellent chef. Uh, unbelievable chef. Shout out to you, Florence and Max. <laughs> we miss you. Both of them are chefs out there. Um, and yeah, Florence would just take over or she'd, I'd be like, I don't know how to do, I do that with a lot of things and then someone would just take over. <laughs> Classic. How am I doing this wrong? And then someone's like, you're doing it wrong, I'll do it for you. <laughs> You'd be like burning it. Yeah. So, although now I've, changed my ways i learned a lot from florence and my mum and developed my own styles as well i digress it would be four nests of egg noodles or two or three but usually four let's be honest and, it's four and chicken either cooked chicken or you know whatever and 
it was in like a serving bowl. It was dense. It would take me so long to eat it. Oh my God, what was another meal I would do? I would drink masculine shakes at these times. Pints and pints of milk. Yeah, a lot of milk. Ma- like masculine shakes like with extra stuff in. One time I put a bloody chocolate, uh, like a choc ice <laughs> in my uh, protein shake. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> what did you say? I don't think I knew uh, you did yeah. that. To put more calories into them. And they're already heavy in calories. I, I think I blended it. And I drink the masculine shakes. I, I think I got to a point where I was having... This wasn't like the full... I wasn't having uh, the full ice cream jobby ones every day. But I would have a certain serving of this masculine shake. Maybe like up to like three times a day at a certain point. And that's a lot of calories. That's probably like 1,500 calories I, I'd have seen. Maybe even more. Just in a fucking nasty drink. <laughs> Part of my French. <laughs> Thinking back to now, just... Ugh. And... And then f- with other family dinners, I would my mum would make so much because I would r- request that she makes you know almost too much, and then I would finish it. You all. would have it like th- three persons worth. Yes, I, I p- particularly remember a massive plate of rice, <laughs> such a mound of rice. And I'd what I'd do is I'd chew, 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 and then I'd take a sip of water and just drink it down. Chew, 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 drink. Chew, 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 drink, and so on. And I'd be the last one at the table. I would be the last one at the table, and well, you 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 you've always had a habit of finishing people's meals. Yeah, since yeah. you were young. Yeah, yeah. Remember the time in America? Oh my gosh! <laughs> this time before I I was still a skinny boy back then. Cheesecake I'd already factory. eaten. It was the cheesecake factory. I'd already eaten so much, and I didn't order any pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and Franz audio ordered uh, Oreo, Oreo. Uh, cheesecake, and literally just had one bite of it. I don't like things to go to waste. That's the theme as well. I don't like, I don't like waste. I'd rather eat it myself. The greater good. Yeah, it's for the great good. I mean, I'd do this for everyone else. <laughs> and I and I finished that Oreo milkshake, cheesecake, <laughs> <laughs> and I was almost sick. Was I sick? You were. Sick. I was sick. I was gaslighting you because we were sharing a room, and I was like, "You're fine. Stop complaining." <laughs> and I was like, and then... "Give me some some water." <laughs> felt like Spongebob in the Spongebob when film. He's when dry. he's so dry. I, was, I don't know what it's done to me. What has this done to me? This Oreo cheesecake. That was just the tip of the uh, iceberg. It wasn't just the Oreo cheesecake. <laughs> it was all the other trash I ate before that. High sodium. Good times in America. Food. Yeah, I remember being like, Meg, give me some water. I was like, fucking go to sleep. <laughs> um, so I was sick. Yeah, I was not very well then. But that would happen almost every day trying to like fill myself with as much food as possible. I would finish all the all the family dinner, I'd be the last one at the table, drinking it down, eating my uh having my mashed gainer shakes even after the dinner to be like, yeah, that will this will because uh, I was like drinking was easy for me. I could just drink stuff down with no problem. Just get that down, good, good, good. Rinse it, drink all that down, even when I've I've overeaten already. So it's like huge bloating. It would go instantly to almost being sick every, pretty much every night. When you're trying to stretch your stomach. Well, it was just stretching my stomach. I was just eating yeah. so much food. And you know when you get the mouth sweats? I'm sure you know that. You know the mouth sweats just before you get sick. I don't think anyone... Oh, yes. When your salivary, salivary? saliva glands start just going 100 miles an hour. It's the panic. I think it's just panic, isn't it? But I would sit there hunched over, bloated as all hell, just dripping out this saliva... I was like, if I just get through this phase, like breathing, I just focus on not being sick. That's why it 
it comes it came in handy later with when I started drinking alcohol <laughs> and because uh, you don't you know when you're about to be sick you just have to spit and just dribble it out that's what that's my technique anyway so I don't overeat almost be sick most nights and yeah looking back now no one do that if you're trying to get big there's better ways to do it and well, healthier it was, ways it was dangerous it was dangerous I've got the stretch marks to prove it so if you don't believe me <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. How do I show you? So, and there was one particular night when uh, I think I was spitting in my empty protein shaker. I remember I was in my old house on my bed, hunched over, just letting the saliva dribble in, spitting it out, you know, because you get hot as well. You're just not in a good state at all, really. So I was spitting, blah, 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 spit, 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 and then... <laughs> I think I just went about some other business, and this was after dinner, so I'd made myself almost sick after just eating dinner, and then later on I was like, oh, time for the masculine shake, plopped it right on top of the saliva. <laughs> you and didn't I did, know I you I don't like it. wasting. No, I did. You knew? Yeah, I don't like wasting. So oh my God. I put water in it, I drank it down. So that's my number one tip for getting big, drink your own spit. <laughs> Joking, that's a lie. Do not do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Learn from me, please. And so <laughs> I drank my own spit that night. I just, I thought, I, I don't want to just let this go to waste. I put a whole scoop in there. So not a, not a proud moment, but it's a funny moment. In hindsight. In hindsight. It was even when I was going to the cinema or going out to eat with friends. I would buy 200 grams of almonds from Tesco's. And that's 1,200 calories. 1,300 calories, maybe. I'd do this with, with Daniel. We'd both do it. And we'd buy a two-litre bottle of water. At least you had a buddy. And then it was almost like a competition. I was like, I'm going to finish my almonds so quick. <laughs> Crunching down the almonds. And then every now and then you get a bad one. You get a bitter almond. Oh, my God. If there's anything worse in the world, especially if you've got a mouthful of other almonds, you put a bad one in, you're going to have to. You've ruined that entire mouthful. You're just going to have to firm it and get it down. It's almost like nummy, because afterwards your mouth is tainted with this. Bitter. Isn't it cyanide? Yeah. It was it probably dangerous to eat that many almonds? I, don't, I think it's probably not great. No. Yeah, nobody do that. It's not healthy, don't do that. So yes, it was sort of always in my head. Get the calories in, get big. But I share this, so in turn I can hopefully bring awareness to anyone who was in a similar situation. And maybe you have body dysmorphia as well. You know, this, we're in this together. <laughs> yeah, nobody's alone. No, I'm here for you. So drop me a DM if, or an email. If you want to uh, share your experience or you just want to ask questions. Because I have some, there's ways of dealing with it or at least keeping it at bay somewhat. So yes, I've made many mistakes and I'll make many more, but I'll always be open about them and make it sort of an educational experience. (laughs) Just yesterday, I dropped four pints of milk, of whole milk. I wouldn't say, how do I describe it as a picture of a milk firework going off? (laughs) Um, for those of you who don't know, I work at a convenience store at the minute, so I come into contact with animal products all the time. Uh, it's not what I want to be doing, really. It's because um, it goes against my morals and my values, basically. But this bloody milk firework went off, <laughs> and I, it was just such a um, how do I describe the moment? It was like a god punch. God's like, oosh. And all over your vegan shoes. Yeah, all over my vegan shoes. <laughs> yeah. He struck me down, but I couldn't help but find you know find it so funny. I was just stood there with milk everywhere, all over me, and uh, you can't cry over spilt milk. That's the adage that went through my mi- mind immediately. So 
But yes, I, I come into contact with animal products. That's not what I want to do. The other day as well, <laughs> there was these two gammon steaks in shrink wrap. You know how they are? And one of them was open. I had it all over my hands. Aww. Yeah, this, this, this is the thing. I'm just doing this now for some money, for some freedom, as, an, uh, as a means to an end. If, yeah, you won't have to do it if people like this podcast. Yeah, so. and I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, drop us a share. <laughs> drop Please. us a rating. Get me out of this store. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm just doing it, like I said, as a means to an end. I'm treating it as some of my stoic training also. If you do what you don't want to do, to do what you want to do later. But also you, you are trading your time for this. And time is very valuable to me. But that's just for now. There is, it's, uh, the future is different. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I consumed many animal products myself, and I enjoyed them for many, many years, for most of my life. But now, when I think about it, I do, you do shudder a bit, but you can't change the past, and I don't, because I'm grateful for my past, otherwise none of this would be happening. So I'm grateful for my past, you can't change it, but you can make your present moment better, and your future better, by making better choices, and that's, that's not just better for yourself, that's better for the planet, it's better for all of us, you know, better for not causing another global pandemic. Yeah. And for the animals, first and foremost, really, because they didn't get abused and killed. And it's not always just being killed. It's about their entire life is dragged out with suffering throughout the entire life. And we wouldn't do that to any of our, well, I mean, there's bad people out there, but for most of us, we're good people. So just try and be a good person. Do what you can. But we wouldn't inflict pain on another human. Why would we do it to, why would we pay to do it for another another living being that's conscious it's because people don't see it actually happening so they just i know it is very you're you're many times removed from the outcome but every time you are making a vote with your money so make your vote with plant foods with the plant-based vegan movement start small yeah start small that's why i'm doing this as well because i'm not saying go zero to a hundred like you would (laughs) not like i would um i'm saying make your own personal changes Pippin just did something so cute. Um, make your own personal changes where you can. One day a week, one meal a week, one meal a day. Just do what you can. I don't want to be preachy, preachy. It might sound like that to some, but I'm just laying down what I've realised. I can't not. Cause it's something I have to share. Otherwise, you know, I feel like I'm not doing my part. I feel like this is my my purpose, and I live to serve. What's well, something you're passionate about? So yeah, yeah. My little passion fruit, me. <laughs> Oh, I'm tangy and sweet. So, on that note, I'm going to talk to you about animal products. We'll start with meat. Meat is a double-edged sword, to be honest, because you wouldn't eat it raw, would you? Why? Because of the bacteria. You shouldn't eat it raw, because you'll you'll get sick. You've got salmonella, uh, E. coli, Campylobacter. So you you wouldn't eat that raw, would you? I know some people do. Some people are. a raw meat diet tried to live with wolves as well really Did yeah you? and he would eat bits like the liver and eat bits with them yeah oh dear i don't know much about that but <laughs> it sticks in my mind so you wouldn't eat it raw no but another problem presents when you heat it up because it's high fat content high protein content and dangerous compounds are formed i mean meat processed meat and meat has been named as a known carcinogen meaning cancer causing so when you heat it up you wouldn't eat it raw but when you heat it up more problems are presented it's not exactly something you can see but just when you see you know that char you're getting a high dry heat or you know high temperature in the oven 
It creates heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. It's a bit of a mouthful. Ooh, some fancy words there. Yeah, but those are the those are the pathways, and there's other pathways as well. So um, they're dangerous compounds, and for some people, it's a continuous consumption of them. You're, you're building up your toxic load. You're truly damaging your body. You're increasing inflammation, system, systemic inflammation at a chronic level all the time. For some people, you're eating it. So as well as heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons <laughs> there is advanced glycation end products or AGEs that are created in the heating process of high fat high protein foods and that includes plant foods that includes nuts soy tempeh tofu but primarily we're worried about the cheese the highly processed foods red meat meat in general but red meat in particular um dairy so but in comparison it's worlds apart the amount of AG, AGEs in in plant foods will be far lower <laughs> so don't let that deter you from a plant a whole food plant-based diet we will find a graph find a graph me yeah we'll put it up there <laughs> yeah if you read how not to die homework alert <laughs> how not to die by dr marker craig and my king god bless his soul <laughs> go read it um he does touch on them on the AGEs yes yeah, so albeit it's definitely not the same. But yeah, it's your cheese, cream cheese, eggs, fried eggs in particular. Obviously, that's a lot of dry heat, mayonnaise, other processed foods. Watch out for them, all right? <laughs> and then I'm on to saturated animal fats from, obviously, meat, eggs, dairy. They're, they're all proven to increase heart disease, heart disease risk even, from the buildup of fatty plaque in your arteries. So the same thing again, if you're constantly just churning in animal products that that's circulating around your blood all the time your body can't take it well you know they've 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 shown that heart disease can start at such a young age if you're eating the traditional western diet at even at ages of 10 they can check yeah oh, the God. size of the artery and the plaque thing people think these things come out of nowhere but they don't it's abundantly clear that the west the western traditional western diet is a diet of heart disease a diet of cancer and Alzheimer's. Granted, there are cases where it's not to do with the diet. Outliers. Of course, there is. Of course, there's environmental factors, but if we stop eating that way, we can reverse it. So if you picture it, a baby is born into the traditional Western diet. From day one, the levels of saturated animal fat and meats and processed foods, you know, it's no wonder they develop autoimmune disorders or diabetes or asthma. anything like that. Or asthma. asthma being near polluted areas. Well, not it? just... If you reduce your allergens and eat, if you eat the if you eat the top notch diet for yourself that fits your bill that has the recipe that you need for optimal health, it's different for everyone. I would bet that you wouldn't your asthma wouldn't be nearly as bad. My <laughs> asthma, after that fast, yeah. my asthma is nothing compared to what it used to be. Yeah, so it's um yeah the build up of fatty plaque. We went on a tangent there. I just find it fascinating that um it's all hidden. There's all this research and and just because they make a lot of money off of meat and dairy, they're like, oh yeah, no, it's fine, you'll be fine. And then your hospitals are making money too because they're like, oh yeah, we'll pay for all of these treatments. Ah, yeah, ah. that's a good point. All those those studies are funded, industry funded, so they have a conflict of interest. They're like, look for this, find this for us, and they post it. It's ridiculous. It took seven thousand studies to prove cigarettes were harmful. <laughs> And they're all profit-driven corporations, so if you think about it, it's going to take a lot to uh, to stop them. And they have endless money, basically. So, but we build from the ground up. We start small, and we build awareness. 
Revolution. Revolution. So dairy is a massive source of saturated animal fat. That's your cheeses, your milks, your creams and such, and butter, obviously. And that's such, they're all common, very common daily items, food items, which could be replaced as well with oats or almonds. You know, oats, soy milk. Why not drink soy? Or an alternate butter. <laughs> so that's Don't an issue. Don't drink butter. No, <laughs> you don't drink butter, do you? <laughs> Some people do. I've done it once, actually. I have actually done it once. Why? Um, or else, Harry, I said, dare me to drink this butter. And it was melted. I don't know why. So basically, you just wanted to drink butter. I just did it. You used Harry. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. I'm always doing that. <laughs> dare me, will you? I'll do it. Dairy, another issue with dairy is IGF-1. What's dairy used for? Let me think. To build baby cows. I can't remember the stat. I think it's 200 pounds in eight weeks. That's the amount of mass that puts on a on a calf. IGF-1 insulin like growth factor. What do you think that does in a human body? Grow. You know, it can grow malignancies. It can grow just benign tumours, but that builds up over time. So I, I'm making you see it makes sense that you shouldn't really be drinking another mammal's milk. <laughs> what about the calcium? Because people think they should drink too milk much calcium, calcium, actually. See, or too much? Sometimes. Yeah. What's a better alternative? There's if better you want alternatives. Calcium. Leafy greens. Eat a high volume of leafy greens. It's bound in a whole plant food. That's what the bloody cows eat. <laughs> they eat grass. <laughs> don't eat grass. Just take. No, don't. I'm saying eat your leafy greens. Your kale, your lettuce, arugula. Rocket. Rocket. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So. Yeah, focus on your whole plant foods to get your minerals and your vitamins. And this diet, this diet that I advocate for, I advocate for a predominantly whole food plant-based diet. Predominantly, mostly. There's some exceptions, but that's just your own personal balance of the shit. But it's vegan, everything I do. There just is some inclusions that, but most of the time, and that's the point I'm at now, in the future, it'll be whole food plant-based only. (laughs) But what I'm talking about is just some refined, some white rice sometimes. But I don't. I usually touch. I don't touch it. I like grains. But it's different when you're in a household with so many different people. Trying to coordinate six people into eating a meal together is difficult. It's challenging. So, but you, most of the time, I'll make my. I'll make changes for myself. But yes. Yeah, so the whole food plant-based diet has been proven to reverse these diseases that I'm, I mentioned, reversing heart disease and quickly as well. At an alarming rate, it will reduce the plaque and start basically breaking down the plaque in your in your arteries it's like you never give your body a break every night you go to sleep it's it's like finally we can i'm stealing this from someone i think it's dr gregor <laughs> this analogy every time you go to sleep your body's like finally they've stopped eating and we can try and get to work you wake up in the morning and you, you chuck milk down and then fried breakfast or something and then it's back at it again and that's where where it comes from that the chronic illnesses or just chronic just chronic not uh how do I chronic unwell just feeling bad all the time there's a reason for it like headaches aching feeling really tired it's all because your body's just it's not happy yeah it's what you're putting in it's what you put inside yeah Meg did touch on the deception of these large corporations the factory farming corporations the industry is profit driven even some of these big I think Titan is that a company they've started running with the impossible and like the plant based movement which is good so I think you should buy that instead from them and show them. Use your money as a vote. Show them that we want more of this. It's supply and demand at the end of the day. And, I mean, I think dairy is on the decline for sure. And, yeah, the deception. So there's gaps, so-called gaps in 
the vegan diet or the plant-based diet, the well-known gaps such as B12 and iodine, iodine. I'm sure some of you might have heard this before, but the iodine that we that people get from their dairy sources and other sources and animal products, from, from the dairy sources, the containers that they store the milk in are cleaned with an iodine-based detergent, which leaches into the dairy. So that's, you know... You don't really hear that a lot, do you? <laughs> you don't hear about that. I, I I didn't really believe it at first. I thought, is that really true? But there you go. An, an iodine source for vegans or plant-based people is seaweed. You'd have to crunch it down. You've got that big bag. The dark, yeah, the dark leafy green of the sea. A great source of iodine. Myself, I bought a big bag of wakame, but nori is great as well. Just be measured with the amount you use. I have about a gram and a half. I think that meets the RDA for myself. But be measured about it. You know, don't go eating loads of seaweed. <laughs> no. Because too much iodine is not great either. And then also B12. So that's another gap. A so-called gap in the vegan diet. And it is, it's true it's a gap because of chlorination. I mean, it's a good thing, really, because none of us are getting waterborne diseases anymore. <laughs> in the West, anyway. So it's sort of a good thing, but we used to get it from streams and from dirt and... Oh, I'm nice. sure there still are trace minerals, tra- like, but not in the West anyway, not where I am. But did you know they give it to the cows? They su- give a B12 supplement to the cows, and that's how... Uh... <laughs> so that's why you get it from cows, yeah. from eating meat, yeah. is because they give it to the cows. You're, you're allowing it to go through this whole massive process of going through an animal, and then you receive it. <laughs> Whereas you could just cut out the middleman and take it yourself. Take, take a good dose. I think I've ranted on... Enough for today. You're allowed one vegan rant. Yeah. No, that felt good. I hope you can take at least something away from this. All nine of you. <laughs> and I'm asking all nine of you to send me questions, please. Send them via email, via the socials, via Pigeon as well. Carrier Pigeon. Or just via, via your mind. Send it to me through the law of attraction. Send me your thoughts, please. Send me questions because the next episode will be Q and A based. We're gonna go through Q, uh, questions, <laughs> go through cues, and give you the A's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so send me questions, and we'll be putting on Instagram a question thing. What's it called? I don't know. Question thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be asking for your questions. Yeah. So send me your questions, and as always, any questions that you general in general come to me, and I'll answer them, or any advice or anything come to me because I live to serve and I want to help you as always this was recorded in the barn with Pippin on my lap I'd like to thank my producer Meg of course Meg say a word hello <laughs> my sound engineer and composer Julian Kirk and Atlas Audio his company go check it out they have a showreel out and my very talented younger sister Harriet for all the artwork animations thumbnails and thank you to me as well oh thank you <laughs> Thank you. I'm great. Um, I'm great. Yeah, much love to all you. Stay safe. Stay strong. And uh, bye-bye. <laughs>